Well, you know, I, mean, I, I could throw the whole world under the bus, can't I, really? Like. Welcome to Salonomics, broadcasting from Essex. It's the 14th of September. The Bitcoin price is currently $48,800. $1 gets you 2,173 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Debbie Harry, Joe <laughs> Memet. Oh, Debbie Harry, Debbie Harry. Did you see ah, her? back my um, youth. She was good. Well, she's still lit because she's still around. Uh, she was just gorgeous. You, you know, anyone in my age group would just all say yes. <laughs> yeah, and she was rock and roll as well, mate, weren't she? Oh, she was everything, mate. She, she, she was just absolutely a one. Well, she, she is trending on Twitter today. You know is she, why? Why is that? Well, because no, why? she was photographed at the Met Gala last night. Now, how old is she, Joe? She's probably older well, than you, isn't she? Of course. She must be about 70 now, I would She's think. She's got to be 70, right? At least. Yeah. But she yeah. looks phenomenal. She went to the uh, Met Gala last night in this like red and white dress with like a denim jacket. Like something that Vivian Westwood's probably... You know, knocked up for her. Do you know what I mean? But um, it's probably probably for shout out from original from from the seventies anyway. But you know her hair, I mean? she's got the classic Marilyn Monroe set. She's got you know great makeup and yeah, she just looks absolutely incredible, mate. I mean, as an example for us all. Yeah, she she was absolutely gorgeous. But if you notice about that Met Gala, you know, I I love that girl, the Emma Raducanu. You know, the, oh, the English yeah, tennis player, the, right? The, the British absolutely. sensation. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. She wins the um, the US Open, fantastic, bravo! And then she gets invited to this all sort of like A list um, type of events. Well, I mean, yeah. she's, she's she's a superstar now. Though. Well, uh, the well, thing I, is, they're well, going to cut to, to be well, The thing was was that she, he was a girl, right? Just naturally beautiful and talented, right? Yeah, just mm. a well, lovely mannered. Girl, like you know, the whole persona about it, I just quite like. And is she gonna be infiltrated by these horrible elitist type of oh, you gotta be around us type of um, people? You know what? She she's just gonna be a one hit wonder, personally speaking. Well, Emma Raducanu. Yeah, I think we better put that in the book, eh? That's um, that's quite a, quite a prediction to make so early Well, yeah, on. because, you know, she got there through, you know, her family supporting her, her friends supporting her, her coaches just being no, all normal people, right? And you think that she's going to be corrupted now by the A-listers? She's going to yeah, get that, I think so. a head yeah. turned by the whole yeah. stardom of it all? Yeah. Well, let's wait yeah. and see. I mean, I found that the most interesting thing about the whole Emma Raducanu thing was... Mm. Um, the um, the Brexit v Remainer thing. You had all the blue checks on Twitter basically saying, oh, you know, this is all about immigration. You know, you've got a Canadian girl, well, a girl born in Canada, raised in Britain from Romanian parents. This is what immigration does. No, her, her mother was Chinese. Br- her father was Romanian. Well, whatever. Stop being pedantic. The overall yeah. point I'm trying to make is that everyone's trying to divide everyone again on Twitter right, by saying, right. you know, it's yeah. it's it's about immigration and this is why immigration's great. Look, no one's disputing that immigration is valuable, but I'm sure on a points-based system, Emma Raducanu and her family would have got in 
Yes. Do you know what I mean? That and that's the point. Mm. That's the point. So anyway. Well, there was who was that tennis player? Um, he was Canadian, but he became British because we just did have a good Greg British Rizetsky. tennis. Greg Rosetsky. Yeah, you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. cricket. You know, you've got Alan Lamb, South African. Kevin Peterson, South African. Tony Craig, South African. Well, you look know, at the entire hey, Republic of Ireland football team, mate. When it comes to sports, there is no real border, is there? Do you know what I mean? There isn't. It's, it's quite right. funny, all of that. And, yeah. and didn't your hero, Wenger, once say that we look at whether they can play football, not what their passport we, says? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, anyway, it's, should we get uh, on with the show, mate? Yeah, of course. Of course. Go Salon automates your retail process. We connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer. This enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work. It's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. What's, what's been going on in, in Joe's world? Well, I, I've got to sort of say, right, I had a really turn out yesterday because I had to go work yesterday and um, I had to go to Surrey, Weybridge. And it was one of those sort of decisions. I got up in the morning, I thought, should I take my motorbike or should I take my um, car, right? Mm. And I thought, I know what, I need to go and have a long blast anyway. So I took the motorbike. And I, I, I hit the, um, I got on the A40, I got onto the M25 and the traffic was really slow. This is... This is sort of like about, um, it's about, no, sort of 9.30, right? Mm. Yeah, because I left them about a half past eight and um, I got really sort of slow, right? And um, and I kind of sort of like seeing this sort of most amazing traffic jam, you know, and, and the bike is so heavy to weave in and out of times, you know what I mean? Because it's just very, very heavy bike. Are we uh, talking about the yellow Ducati? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't and imagine. I can't imagine that was designed to drive through London traffic, mate. Can you? No, any traffic really. It's just a beast. Anyway, um, I saw like got stuck in this traffic jam at one point, right? Even on a bike. Yeah, even wow. because it, cause it overheat, my bike overheats. You see, because it needs air. <laughs> that right. is, it's got water cool. It, it does need air as well, and like you know, so. It, it, it just sort of splatters, you know what I mean? When you know when you clutch control, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that. Anyway, so I got to the point where I found out what the problem was. Mm. You got the extinct, extinct rebellion, um, uh, a sort of like a, a, an extension of them, right? Insulate Britain. They all, they all across the M25. Oh, across so the M25. That, oh, is that what created the whole thing? So, yeah. so, so why didn't? Um, so how long? How long did all that? go on for were they there like all day were they blocking the m25 all day i mean what, well I've, I've, i mean let's let's put it for I've, I've got to my client's house about an hour later than i than anticipated right yeah and, and i thought you know there's no way i'm going to go back so i had to go all the way back 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 onto the m3 and then back up to um, london that way like do you know what i mean yeah. but like obviously um yeah, what what I find really interesting about the police right is how these people are destructive they're purely destructive. They they they're not out to send a message. They're out to destroy. Mm. And yet the police do nothing. And yet there was these there was these motorists right who actually were trying to get them move them out of the way. And Rex was telling me because she saw the news. One guy got arrested for actually picking up a, a protester and just trying to clear him off clear him off the road. No. And he got arrested. 
No way. Unbelievable. So it, it shows you that when the agenda fits, they're yeah. going to turn a blind eye. You know, you did see this with Black Lives Matter last last year as well, mate, didn't you? Where well, you saw it with just, that... Um, well, it's that, just standoffish. Everard, the, the girl as well, like, you know, the, the girl who got murdered yeah, the, by that Yeah, person. The Sarah, that Sarah Everard incident. Yeah. yeah, so you've basically got a situation where if it's kind of, you know, perpetuating the government narrative... And, and we'll talk about climate change um, later on in the show. The BEIS have, have come back um, and, and delivered their verdict on stuff um, that we've all got to conform to or be in trouble. Um, yeah, basically, when when the, um, you know, the uh, critical race theory and the culture wars thing, Black Lives Matter last year, you know, all be standoffish, don't interfere. Extinction Rebellion, you know, that's all about climate change, yep. The police just stand back, let them carry on, don't interfere. But anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine passport marches, right, guys, armour up, get your buttons out. Do you know what I mean? And it, yeah. like I say, I think I think at no time in history has the country been, um, certainly in the UK, has the country been more divided over, over an issue, right? But even now with the vaccine passports, Joe... I think the parents, I honestly think parents that are getting their 12 to 15 year olds um, in line to have this vaccine, I think social services should be involved, mate. I don't think they're, they're, they're good Well, parents. there will be. I mean, if, if, if the kids are not vaccinated, I'm sure the social services will come in and say, you're an irresponsible parent and they're going to take it away from you. No, no, that, yeah. No, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I think okay, any sorry. parent that puts their child forward for a vaccine, which could create more health problems than they're at risk from 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 getting covid i i just i just see that as being incredibly sinister anyway we don't want to go down the covid yeah road, yeah yeah, yeah, road, yeah, yeah do yeah. we um no. so last week i mean i've had quite a lot of lot of stuff going off in my my world i've got a big shoot i'm planning for next week i did tell you i did um leave you with a bit of cliffhanger last week that uh, one of my old buddies has been in touch and asked me to produce um uh, a pretty big project actually over the next like year or so nine months to a year um, do you want to share that with us today no i don't i want to keep oh. you on tender hooks with that because uh, i think it is something that's <laughs> going to be really <laughs> powerful for the uh, education industry um and you know i've always you know all of those organizations that i used to work at from 2011 whether it be the global brand conditioning brand whether it be the mh fed I always felt that they're in the same sectors. You know, they were in the inspiration sector. They were kind of their their main jobs are to inspire people to be better. You know, not tell people to be better. Yeah. It was just. I think you that's know, a, that's the intention, isn't it? Yeah. That, that was that, that's always yeah. my intention yeah. with with yeah. everything. You know, I'm not I'm not one for telling people what to do. I, I'm I'm certainly someone that will point out the the pros and cons of something and say, you know, you do you and you crack on. You know, but um, so, yeah, so this is very much in the inspiration sector, but it does rely on me pulling a lot of strings. It does rely on me getting a lot of very iconic hairdressers involved uh, and hopefully a few of the product brands uh, and governing bodies all collaborating together. Um, it's if I pull it off, mate, I think it will be something really amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all I want to. That's all I want to say on that. No, no, no. I, I, think it's it's quite good that you actually sort of like um, looking to to improve because this is what we always sort of been 
been on about in our, with the podcast even in our attention that even though we sort of attack the industry we want to see the industry improve itself you know as, as an image as a as a brand as as an indicator for the future so you actually been part of that improvement now ain't you directly well what do you think i i think with go salon i'm trying to do that on a professional side you know on a on a on a capitalistic side you know on a on a innovating technology to help hairdressers out you know there, mm. there's that for sure but certainly when it comes to you know my involvement with city and guilds and the mh fed and, and all of those organizations then yeah it's definitely on the side of a legacy thing it's it's passing on knowledge that i've accumulated over the years and i'm wanting to share it with people uh, i think they're both i think they're both pretty you know i, I think they're it's part of your legacy that kind of that's the part of me that wants me to to do that that's the bit that motivates me to kind of help out and to do more and, and to know that i'm young enough still and hopefully relevant enough to actually make a, a, a make a bit of a difference to this industry i think i think that's that's what we all want as we get into the the autumn of our careers i mean i'd say you're probably more in the winter of your career but i'm i'm certainly just coming like i'm late summer autumn of my career and uh yeah i i think it's important to you know i i feel really strongly about this joe you know this industry has given me so much in terms of like hairdressing as a whole has given me so much in terms of way of life the things i've seen the people i've met I think it's only natural, right, that you want to give that back or pay a little bit back and, and pass the baton on, so to speak, you know? Of course. Listen, bravo you. You know, I'll give you a clap for that. I mean, that, Cheers, that, mate. I'll give myself a clap. Um, it's, it's something that I never really... Okay. Mm. Drown out the applause. Um, oh, press the wrong button. It's something that I never really saw, like, worried about, really. I, I, it's one of those things that... I served my time, I, like you said, and I, I could cover you that it's been a fantastic um, career for me, and it's it's provided me with so much and it's given me lasting memories. But they are mine, they're my memories, they're my experiences, and I could tell them in little um, antidotes. I can tell them in references and things like that, and that's the fun of it. And um, but I but I can't inspire the next generation of hairdressers to go and do exactly what I did because I was I expect them to do better than me. Do, do, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I, so as much as I was cool, like I've educated, I have um, sort of like seen some um, apprentices become great hairdressers as people. You know, when I, when I sort of say great hairdressers, I, I really miss as lovely people, do you know what I mean, where they've built up a wonderful reputation and things like that. And and I and I sort of like to leave it at that really. I mean, I mean that's that's my legacy because well I think your legacy is part of Salonomics though, mate, isn't it? You know you want to yeah. share a lot of those um, business tricks and tips that you've developed over the years and things that mm. have worked for you. And I think I think this is a great platform for you to do that. So long may it yeah, continue. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said, it's a little antidote here and there. You know, you just put them in and and you know. And, and it's all like, yeah, that's my legacy, I think. I mean, whereas your legacy is going to be in, in PDF, I suppose. It won't be on hard copy, <laughs> would it? It'd be PDF. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hopefully it'd be replicated in digital form somehow. That's maybe. fantastic. And if someone would take it and improve on it years down the line, right? 
that's yeah, that's that's all about um, you know moving things forwards, right? Yeah, you know, innovating, yeah, exactly. and progressive. Exactly. I mean, that's in my opinion, that's real progression, mate. Um, but uh, I've got a great under the bus uh, that I can circle back and uh, later on and, and talk about this and, and improve. Uh, this should stuff. be interesting. Okay, go um, on, shoot. No. Oh. Not gonna. That's gonna be for the end of the show. Nine yeah. Eleven. Did yes. you? Where were you? Do you remember? 9-11 because obviously you know 20 years later I think we can all look back on 9-11 and say that was probably one of the most profound and impactful incidents that's happened this century right yeah Covid's obviously been another one but I, I would argue that they all kind of the catalyst for everything that's gone on for the last 20 years was 9-11 right oh li listen I, I think the way we are today is because of 9-11 in one way or another no, though it didn't impact us directly because we saw it it did you know we're not, we're not in New York right we're not in Manhattan so did, so we saw what happened but that world that event changed the world theater. so what do you remember about that day then mate well I, I, you know so my, my, my 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 sort of memory actually was that Rex actually saw like who was my girlfriend. We we, we actually sort of cemented our relationship even further because she actually started living living with me. Like you know, what I mean, she gets up with him because she always puts a TV on. And she put a TV on to um, to watch the news, and, and you know, we saw this wow, like you know, an airplane going. She says to me, "Joe, there's just an airplane went into the building." I said, "Don't be stupid." I said to her, and there it was. You know what I mean? An airplane going straight into the building, and he thought, "Wow." Did you see it live? Did you? Was you watching? The well, TV no, I live think we did it, see it live. Like, we saw we saw a recording of it, didn't we? We saw the recording of it. Yeah, there was a recording of the first one, but the yeah. second one there was about ten minutes, weren't there, between the yeah. first and second plane? So I can imagine because you know this is the this is the era of the twenty four hour news. Yeah, it so was, it, but I think in our timeline though, we're you know because. Yeah, like I said, we were. I was in a relationship with um, Rex, and yeah, so we, we we didn't really care about the news or something like that. We so we 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 weren't on social media to to know what was happening. We were just more into ourselves, and we went out and you know we we saw like party to say listen. Then you get in the morning and and you watch the news, and mm -hmm. our news was more catchy uppy rather than live, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so going to work, and you know, we we had American clients, and you know, and. To be honest with you, right? As much as I know the family involved uh, with with the um, with the atrocities, um, you know you can't. What, what do you mean by that? You know the well, family the, bin, involved. The, the Bin Laden family, right? You know, no I, way. You know the Bin Ladens. I do, Aaron. No way! Come on, uh, have you kept this secret for all these years? Well, it's Come not on. a secret, Cause, you know, because I should do, I should do the family's hair. You know, right. I should well, go to Jeddah. Well, well, this to... is this is uh, this is um, this is a show title right here. Jo uh, at home with the Bin Ladens. Well, can, well, well, I mean, <laughs> you, shall I just dominate the whole show, or you know, I could please. It's the story. Listen, you've opened this can of worms now. You can't tell me you know the Bin Ladens and not I do share actually. the circumstances surrounding the Bin Ladens. Go. Okay, it's a bit, bit of a long story, but you know, my story always has, it always starts with something and ends up somewhere, right? But it, it's on. quite sinister as well. All right, I, I did a wedding uh, many years ago in, uh, in Cairo, okay, okay. In, in the 90s. And I think I did mention this wedding where I, the bride, Zane Keller, I cut all her hair off. 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mention, you know the story, don't you? Yes. Bruce Southfield came down with his wedding dress the day before, or the day of the wedding. And I, and I looked at Zen, I looked at the wedding dress, I said to him, there's only one hairstyle for this. He said, what's that? I said, cut all your hair off. And I did. I cut all their hair off. Wow. Right. That was on the yes. morning of the wedding? Well, that was, the, yeah, the, 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 the wedding, the exactly. Because wow. we, did, we did four days of parties and this, that. We had all the hairstyles of it. But anyway, so I'm at the wedding and um, now... Yeah, so like as as a sort of like the guests are also right. I'm not sitting at the front table, right? I'm sitting at the back of the table, like you know, with with sort of like other sort of, sort of non um, non Arabic um, sort of guest, mm. and um, yeah, we sort of talking this and that, and and this woman came up to me, Madame Prohaska. She she came up to me and says to me, um, "Are you Joe?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. She says to me, um, "Would you do my daughter's wedding?" And I said to her, um, yeah, sure. Um, here's my telephone number. You know, when you're ready, um, give me a call, type of thing. So, yeah, fast forward to, to sort of London a, a few months later, I get a phone call from um, this lady. And she said, would you... Because my dad, Prohaska, was living in Austria at the time, in Vienna. And, uh, and um, the, the wedding dress was going to be done by Christian Dior. So would you meet us in Paris? I said, yeah, I can meet you in Paris. I, so I made my way to Paris and, and I met um, Sarah. I said to her, look, I, I, let me look at the dress. I'm not going to do your hair because one thing I never do, I, I, did, I used to do it, but I learned my lesson not to do it, was that I never did trial hair for weddings. Going backwards and forwards to um, to Paris in, in a period of about sort of six months, and and I, and I met John Luca Ferrara, Ferrara, uh, Ferrara as well, like you know, because he was doing a dress for the for the thing. Okay. And then um, I then met Jim s- for the Bin Laden bit, but anyway, no, no. Well, listen, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. I, I just knew the mother as Monique um, um, Prohaska because she was married, right? So, and I knew Sarah. Right, as Bin Laden, that, that's all they were. Anyway, so they say, so they, they, the wedding day, the wedding was in, in um, I'm just trying about 95 or 96, something like that period, right? Mm. And the day came, anyway, I, I gave him my bill, I gave him my bill, I'm going to be there for about six days, all right? Not a week, it's going to be six days. I gave him my bill, which we all agreed to, mm. we know which I was going to get, I've got untold money. Because I forgot, I put, I put the uh, going back was a force of Paris um, a few times. Sure. Ago, you know what I mean? So, hmm. and, that's and a lot then, of hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If they've so, booked Joe for the week, then you got to pay, you know, you got to pay for that. They, they pay for my flight to, um, to I got, I, you know, British Airways. I got to Jeddah and I got to, um, and anyway, they put me in a hotel and I had a driver. Anyway, so the the, the first day, the normal rule is the first day, you, you're on your own. All right, you, you're just coming down, you're relaxing, right? You're just completely relaxing. And anyway, in the morning, um, the, the, the driver came and picked me up and I went to this sort of big compound in in, um, in, in Jeddah. I, I mean, when I say big compound, right? You know, it's all like- Where's Jeddah? What country's Jeddah? In, in Saudi Arabia. Gotcha. Yeah, there's always parties before the actual wedding. And the actual wedding was very, very funny, actually, because, you know, don't forget, right, it's, you know, it's segregated. You know, men and women don't really mix per se, all right? So there's private parties and there's the official parties and things like that. And um, so I'm doing, this, I'm doing this sort of like a private party. There's a function for a private party. So I go and meet the, um, the you know, Madame Proha's mother. 
and I've done her hair. I've done her in-laws, the hairs, all these other women, and I'll do Sarah's hair. Now, the thing is, right, I'm going from one house to the other, right? And I've been driven in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. How one far? House what's the distance? Other. Like for context, like what's the well, distance? Well, if, 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 if I talked, if I talked to you about a compound, right? You know, you got in, in London, what we know, right? It's a gated community, isn't it? You know, you get yeah, to Kenya, you, you get it. But it, this, right, was five hours, right? It's like from here to, for, well, you know, my house, right? To so Angel Tube Station. Well, yeah, yeah, let's use a reference that the listeners can uh, use. So, say what size of Hyde Park, maybe, or Buckingham yeah, Palace? Yeah, it's about a mile, mate. It's about a mile long. Seriously. About a mile long. So basically, it's about it's, it's like Hyde Park. Yeah, it's about a mile long, right? So, I'm going for one. House and how many houses in this compound then? What there you're was talking like five or there was, five, there was five, five mansions, there like was five, five mansions within this mile, yeah, and, and exactly. what? And, and they're all part of the Bin Laden. Well, well, this family. is it, right? Anyway, so I get to the last house, right? And this, and Sarah says to me, "And this is my uncle's house." She says to me, "But he's wanted by the CIA." <laughs> she said to me, "I swear to God, right?" And this was in '95. Yeah, this is about '95, '96, right? So like, I just, I, I, could, I could go back and I could so find my time. So he was already time. wanted, was he? Oh was yeah, he already wanted. He was already wanted. Not 9/11, not 9/11. No, before he was already wanted before 9/11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Because apparently okay. he was in uh, Magadushu, Magadishu or all these kind of Mozambique, all these sort of other. He was already funding terrorism, wasn't he? I'd like to say not. Come the actual the wedding day it was quite interesting. Right? They, 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 I was doing these parties. There was some, I went to a party right where um, hundreds of hundreds of people, but there was only like one bottle of whiskey, one bottle of vodka, one bottle of gin on display all the time. And I thought, well, a bit cheap and mingy, apparently, like, you know, because you've got the, um, the the police there, right? They, if they raid the house, right, they're sort of like, you know, these are illegal parties per se. Mm. The, um, if they found, say, hundreds of bottles, they would get fined thousands of thousands of pounds. But if they find one or two bottles, then obviously the fine would be a lot less type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. So, they, so they always have one or two bottles always on display type of thing. Anyway. Yeah. The, come the come the actual day of the wedding. It's very interesting. They, I had to go where the men were. I, I didn't do Sarah's hair for the uh, for the wedding, right? Because the, the women were completely different, and she was married kind of married a guy called Zane, and I, so I went with them, right? So we went to this massive pal- palatial home, um, sort of like a hall, where it's all men, and on the on on stage, right? There was her family and his family. And they all sort of say, oh, I'm, I'm so happy my daughter's marrying this guy. I'm so happy this, you know, I'm marrying, you know, your, your daughter. All pleasantry, exchange of pleasantries. Mm. And, and, you know, at, at the time, right, also, so you, you meet the whole family. I met the um, the future king of Saturday, the king um, Faisal and things like that. So I think it was Faisal, Farouk, whatever that is. And, and you sit down, it's all men. You know what, Aaron? It was the best wedding I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a misogynist, Joe uh, Well, you know what? You don't have to get up and dance. You're just talking to men. You know, you talk about football. You talk about cricket. You talk about whatever. <laughs> like, you know, just what men love to do. You know what I mean? And there was none of this sort of like pop music or less dance type of thing. It was brilliant. <laughs> wow. And um, anyway, so... On, 
and the and the actual wedding though, right? This was um, I had to go. The the women were all separate. Again, I had to go to the house and do Sarah's hair for the wedding. I'm doing all her friends and everything. Now, in this in the actual wedding reception, right? There's no men allowed. No men, right? It's all women. Okay. And and the, when I did sorry, I said the, the family thought the Bin Laden family says to me, "Would you like to stay for the wedding?" I said, "I thought I'm not allowed because I oh, no no we have a set, we have a room where you know you could watch the wedding from there." So okay, yeah, staff fine, fine. they treat yeah, you like staff, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're treating me more for a friend actually because not so much staff because I, they they actually invited me, which was an honour to be in their in their company. Sure. And I get to this I get to this room right. It was like it was like command control. You know, it's all these cameras everywhere, all these televisions, CCTVs everywhere, Aaron. Right. From wall to ceiling, CCTVs, right? And oh. these guys are just looking at women. <laughs> They're just looking at the women. Look at the white <laughs> women, look at that women, look at that women, you know what I mean? And I, and you're actually watching the, the wedding, you know, the women being, you know, sort of enjoying yeah. this and that. So this is 25 <laughs> years ago. So come on, like, you, like that's nine minutes so far. Did you shake the hand? Of Osama bin Laden. Oh no, Osama bin Laden wasn't there. Like I said, he was wanted right. by the CIA. He was wanted. He was gotcha. wanted. He was already in Afghanistan, right? So that, the whole family. I met the whole family. So now, did they disown him then, or, or like you well, know, how was just, how it, was like how was their kind of um... like, like I said at the time, right? When they told me that he, yeah, you know, this was my uncle's house. You know, Sarah said to me, she said it in tongue in cheek. It was just a joke. You, you, do you know what I mean? No, it, I don't it, know what you mean. What do you mean? What? This well, is my uncle's house. Oh, this is this is my, and this is my uncle's house, and but is wanted by the CIA. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? right, okay. You yeah. know, it was like tongue uh, did you? Cheater. I mean, did was there a moment when you went, "Why? Who is your uncle?" Or, or well, no, did you at all. Know? No, I didn't know nothing. I mean, I'm not so, political, you know. I mean, I'm no, not political. No, you were quite older. naive then. So you're walking into like the Bin Ladens, like completely unaware of, you know, well, listen, the, the history, I suppose. Well, I mean, this is where the story gets very sinister, Aaron. It gets very, very, very sinister. All right, because when I came back to London, right, you know, a few years goes by, and then this big atrocity happens in America, right? And and then there's this whole big, um, you know, sort of like political, um, sort of like. Um, investigation into the, the Bin Laden founding because they, they you know they, they were respected family they, they really are a well-respected family they're, they're successful etc etc and and I happen to know them because you know I met the family and they, they would come to London having their hair done with me and, and things like that do you know what I mean now what you know me as Joe Mehmet don't you Right, my passport is a very different name, isn't it? You know, but as you know, right, because I'm Turkish. I, you know, Joe's not a Tur- I've got a Turkish name. Joe's your so, your British name. Yeah, it's my hairdressing name. It's my professional yeah. name. My 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 real name is you know Osama bin Laden. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> there he is, bastard. So, so, so when I when I when I flew to um, when I flew to uh, Saudi Arabia, I had to get a visa. And my visa right. was on my proper Turkish name and this and that. So, and when the when the whole atrocities happened, right, and the world was going, you know, sort of came across a bit larger, this and that, right. And there was a, there was a political there was a debate on the uh, the Bin Laden um, sort of like charities, the fundings, all these kind of things in in this country. 
And I swear to God, right, Aaron, I swear to God, as my six foot, as, uh, my parents are six foot under, and, and anything I could swear, I got a phone call while I was at Neville's saying, you know, I said, I said, you know, I think the receptionist said, Joe, you got a phone call. I said, who's that? Oh, so I don't know, some guy, right? And this guy reads me up. And I said, is that, is that um, Joe? I said, yeah. He goes, um, this is um, so-and-so MP, he says to me. Mm. I said, yeah, so we just did a, a, a thing on the um, the, 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 the Bin Laden um, um, sort of fans. Of people. He said, if you could tell me about the family, he says to me. That could help us. I said, to be honest with you, I don't know you. Uh, so if you were, if, and I don't want to say anything on the phone. So if you want to sort of speak about sort of being honest, I'm, I'm quite happy to talk to you, could help, but it's going to be face to face. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but I, and I said to him, all I can tell you is that they've been very nice to me, so I can't say anything double true about them because as a client to a hairdresser relationship, they've been nothing but nice. You know what I mean? So that's all I can sort of say about them. Anyway, he says to me, yeah, you're 100% right. I'll give you a call later and we we can't um, make an appointment. He never did call me. Never did call me. But the interesting thing is, right, is that how they connected my, my Turkish name that was had a visa that went from Saudi Arabia to Joe. Mm. How did they know that, Aaron? <laughs> Who knows, Joe? Who knows? Well, that is. I mean, I'm probably going to have to cut that down because that was a 15 minute uh, story about Bin Laden's. But um, but yeah, no, that's fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. I mean, I started very quickly, but yeah, you know, so yeah, but like I said, it, it it would dominate the show. But yeah, I I actually I actually well, well my 9/11 story like powers into insignificance uh, now, <laughs> so I'm going to keep it to myself. Go on, no, no, please, please. I mean, yours is probably a lot more funny. Well, um, no, it's not really funny. It's just, I mean, I was just, I just was really just wanted to recollect, you know, um, how I, I was actually an apprentice at the time. I was working in in Brighton. I was in the North Lanes in Brighton, working for a salon called Kensington. Some of you out there might 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 know might know that salon. It's quite a famous salon in Brighton. Um, but I was doing my apprenticeship then, and I remember, you know, so I'm still washing hair and stuff and, and assisting. Because um, this is, you know, I'd literally been a hairdresser for, for yeah, less than a year. Probably about six, seven months at this stage. Um, so, yeah, I was washing a guy's hair. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, a plane's flown into the, you know, the World Trade Centre. Now, obviously, I used to work at the um, London International Financial Futures Exchange yes. like from 95 to, like, 98. So I knew all about the World Trade Centre, you know. Uh, didn't know any anyone that... Well, you know what? I probably... I may have known people because, obviously, I worked for a number of banks when I first come out of school, so you never know. But... Um, so I was fully aware of the, what, what the World Trade Center is and how huge it was. I'd never been there. I've been but up when there. He said, I've been up there. When he, but when he said, you know, uh, a plane, I just, in my head, I'm just imagining like a light aircraft, a Cessna, right. you know, like, uh, you know, a private aircraft. You know, f- f- at no point during the day did it dawn on me that, because, you know, we didn't have Twitter showing video on our phones then. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. no TV in the salon. Um, it was just word of mouth. It was just people talking about, have you heard what's happening? But also, at the same time, my wife, who was literally at Gatwick or Heathrow Airport, getting on a flight to go to New York. So, obviously, once he told me this, I had to get on the phone to my, my well, then fiancé or then, then girlfriend, 
um, to find out what what was going on because she was literally yeah. on the on one of the next planes out to New York. So there was a bit of a frantic moment. But once I got in touch with her, she's like, "No, you know, they've grounded all the planes. No pr- planes are allowed to go." So obviously, you know, in in a way, I was, you know, my first thought was, "Damn, I, I was I had a week off without without the misses. It was just me, the football, and and hair. Do you know what I mean? For a mm. week, and I was like, oh, "Damn," but. You know, that's by the by. But, but yes, yeah, so she ended up, like, coming back home. But my, my missus could have got stuck, you know, a slightly earlier flight. She could have got stuck out there because, obviously, September the 11th uh, coincides with the beginning of uh, New York Fashion Week and the Fashion Week of a Hull. So, uh, you know, obviously that was, a, that was a huge part of our lives at the time because it goes New York, London, Milan, and then Paris. So right. it's a whole month where the entire fashion industry was in New York. At yeah. that time, yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I got home after work and I switched the news on that I really understood the real impact of it, you know, uh, and and the, the visuals that come out that two planes and it was a passenger jet. It was a seven thirty seven that crashed, you know, not a. Se- Do you know what I mean? So it just shows you in twenty short years. In my mind, I couldn't. I couldn't correlate what the guy had told me with the actual horrors of what we saw on screen right. later on, you know, on TV. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, that was that was my story. It doesn't compare with knowing the Bin Ladens, but but you know, I just wanted to share that. <laughs> well, you know, I, mean, I, I I come across a lot of people in my life. Yeah, you know, that, that's the sort of great thing about my career. That I, I, I know, come, I know, I'm, and and you never cease to um, cease to amaze me. You um, know, I, I, I've never come across you know, gems. saw like you know, saw these A-listers or whatever. You know, I've never been, you know, to that. Field. But I have, I have been in the company of some awesome people, awesome people. You, you know. Anyway, all right, stop showing off. Right, <laughs> we've got to move on with the show. Right, unlike any other industry broadcast, Salonomics has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter and passing the word that Salonomics is the only show which shares your passions and airs your grievances. Your contributions helps us to continue to bring the content that other creators cannot dare to. If you want to shout out or get something off your chest in an anonymous way, critique a colleague, burn a bridge or throw someone under a bus, make sure you send us a note via the salonomics.com web dot com website um we um see i have to caveat this with we reserve the right to say what we want because that's basically the premise of the entire show anyway um so yeah support the show you can send us a paypal payment if you've got a podcast in 2.0 app which i recommend that everyone get rid of their apple Podcasts, google podcasts all of those stitcher podcasts they're useless Go and join one of these uh, podcasting two-point apps. If you go to newpodcastapps.com, uh, uh, you'll be able to find a whole list of them because basically they give you the ability to actually see the images which relate to certain parts of the show. They provide video as well. They also provide the opportunity for you to stream Satoshis, which, as you know, Satoshis is a sliver of a Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, sorry about that, Joe. We may continue. I just had to get that off our chest. So yeah, salonomics.com to support the show. Um, so then, Joe, have we got any feedback from the last show? I didn't get any, did you? Uh, I did. I got a little bit of feedback from uh, a few supporters that um, 
basically have reached out to me via Go Salon. Um, yeah, I got a couple of people. There was Amanda. She turned around and said to us she loved the show uh, and really enjoys listening to us kind of rabbit on about uh, nothing in particular. Um, but she was also um, signed up for the whole Go Salon thing and she, she just wanted to know a bit more about, about Go Salon. So shout out to Amanda. Also, um, my uh, monthly shout out to Adam Sloan who bought me breakfast last week and he also on he picked me up from my house and as we drove uh to the um we went we went for breakfast down on the seafront mate as you know I live in the uh, the south end oh, riviera yeah, so down yeah here. so as we drove to the beach he had salonomics on his podcast in the pla- in the, in the car on the way down there and it was quite interesting and it, and he, he he does he, he he says to me all the time that he likes the show so this is a shout out to Adam Sloan at the hair fed as well so um yes um that's that's the admin done mate right have you got any s- scandals or anything anyone that you want to throw under a bus well you know but I, I could throw the whole world under a bus can't i really like <laughs> go throw the fr- who do you want to throw under the bus right so under a bus this week you may have heard of this organization everyone they are called the british beauty council uh bbc the BBC, huh? Ironic, huh? Yeah. Um, basically, the British Beauty Council have quite a big footprint. They've got quite a big following on social media, and it's probably because the person that set them up has come from a marketing background. They don't come from a beauty background at all. Um, well, she does, to be fair. She she set up a uh, um, Millie Kendall. Yeah, she helps set up the Ruby and Millie makeup brand. You know, so she's a, she's a product company. You know, basically the people behind British Beauty Council are essentially a product company. So take that with a pinch of salt, um, you know, when you sign up for these organisations. Because as much as they proclaim to be there for the little person and supporting the industry as the whole, we know a different story, don't we, Mr. Joe Mehmet? Of course. So You were telling our listeners... Yeah, well, my under the bus this week relates to a LinkedIn post that they put up, and it was essentially celebrating the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak. So let me just read you a little... Yeah, Dishy Rishi. Let me just read a little insert into what their official post was. So Rishi Sunak today applauded the British beauty industry for being the best of British business and for providing an essential service throughout the pandemic as he opened British Beauty Week in London's Covent Garden. Speaking to an audience at the start of the five-day event, Chancellor Rishi said, Thank you for everything you have done to keep going over the last year. The beauty industry is the best of British business. You are creative, entrepreneurial and innovative. No wonder you are worth £30 billion annually to the UK economy. I and think I could you should have said, no, one, you contribute £30 billion, pounds, not you are worth, you no, contribute. We contribute, that's what you should have yeah, said. Well, you should have said that, but that's not what they've written on here. Uh, beauty parlours, hairdressers, or nail salons are places where people can come to get for a chat and catch up while you get your hair cut or nails done. That is no small feat. I applaud you for it. So is that why you labelled us all as non-essential last year? Is yes. that why last year, Rishi, that there was three and a half million people 
not necessarily all to do with self, uh, with um, the, the hair and beauty industry. Self-employed people that were part of the forgotten people when it comes to furlough. Good point, good point. So, you know, it, it amazes me, the sycophancy of these councils. And it's what I've said many times before. They're not on your side. Take one look at their website. You go to the British Beauty Council website. I'm going to read you off a list of their supporters, shall I? You know, their patrons, if you like. You are talking. These are the patrons. Why support us? Avon, Babilis, Estee Lauder, Fudge, Johnson & Johnson, L'Oreal, Next Beauty, Ruby, Skid, TG, Sandra. I'm, I'm, I'm just mentioning some of the ones that I recognise. Every single one of their supporters is a product company. So my problem is this, is don't people see that there is a conflict of interest with these people being a government mouthpiece, applauding Rishi for essentially almost single-handedly destroying the industry in his government last year, and the fact that you sign up to their list, you support this, you know, this not-for-profit organisation, and they're just going to sell your data to all the product companies that they've got a financial incentive to, to help out with their databases. Like I say... And, and and I got a, 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 a and it's not just let's let's ex expand this a bit more. I got an email from the British um, uh, the British uh, the Hair and Barber Council as well. Exactly the same. I shared it with you on the Telegram channel, Joe, didn't I? That was the one about them essentially net um, zero. Yeah, basically it was it was all about net zero. It was all about the climate change. It was all about the government and the BEIS, uh, which is the, the Business Energy uh, Independent Sustainability Group. This is, this is the, the, the organisation which the British Beauty Council says is a, an achievement. And I warned you, I warned you the dangers of this, didn't I? And it's all coming true. Yeah, well, basically, this is what I want to lead into. We said this in in Salonomics Show 7. You can go back and listen to it. You, say, you can hear us word for word saying, this is coming down the pipe, people. For all you salon owners, independent hairdressers, barbershop owners, this is coming down the pipe. There's going to be more rules, more regulations. You are going to have to somehow try and get to net zero. Why is the British Beauty Council, why is the Hair and Barber Council putting so much emphasis on the whole sustainability climate change narrative when we are literally six weeks away from furlough ending and salons going out of business left, right and centre? My point here is we're trying to deal with these massive short-term issues with regards to staff, hiring apprentices, education, uh, the insurance details, um, whether our salons are going to remain open through winter, whether Boris is going to implement vaccine passports. We've got all of these things which are life and death to businesses over the next three to six months. Why are these organisations concerning themselves with things that are possibly 10, 15, 20 years down the road when we've got more pressing matters that are six weeks away when furlough ends? That's all I'm saying. 
you they're all virtuous know, singling, you... mate. They're virtuous singling, right? Like, let but me this tell you is so. what I find disgusting about it, Joe. It, These yes. are people which pretending to stand up for us and to be part of the One Voice Brigade. No, no. Uh, look, like I say, ignore, 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 don't pay them, don't give them any of your money, don't give them any attention until they actually start listening to sale owners. And, and the best way to do it is voting with your feet. Don't subscribe to them. Yeah, unsubscribe. Right. Literally, ignore Literally. them. They are a waste of your time, talent, and, and, and oxygen. You know, like, like I said, you know, I said to you many years ago, right? One of the reasons why I never dealt with celebrities or anything like that, right, is because they don't pay my mortgage. You only deal with people that helps you pay your bills, okay? If they don't pay your bill, they're, they're insignificant to you, all right? Yeah. And, and, and this is exactly the same narrative, right? And the fact that they actually sort of spunking your money, right, to suit to for their lifestyle, right? And they they want to sort of see it's a very sad state of affairs, right, this woke generation of where they won't be seen to be doing the right thing. Now, net zero in hairdressing means no hairdressing whatsoever, no salons whatsoever. Okay? That mm. is a dangerous or for a start. And what I find really disturbing is that if they if they actually saw like signed up for the net zero in, in um, sustainability um, in hairdressing, they actually agree with it. Yeah. That is that is a, that is a danger, right? And we all know. I don't care about the data. It doesn't exist. Climate change does not. The weather changes. I accept. But climate change does not exist. Let's see where it sits. Yeah. Well, like I say, uh, let's not get involved into the whole but climate no, change. I, I know, thing. but I'm just because saying. Because that's not that's that that's not the key to. No, the it's point not the I'm key. But what you, no, the point I'm trying to make is right. It's going to cost you at the end of the day. That's yeah. What I'm no, saying. absolutely. Of course, it's going to cost us. That's what I mean. I'm the key to the key to what I'm trying to highlight here right. is this. Our politicians, as we know, are short-termists, right? They're only yeah. interested in what they can influence in the next four years, right? Yeah. yeah. But these organisations, they've been some of them have been going for over fifty years, Joe. They've achieved absolutely nothing when it comes when it comes to something that's tangible for salon owners to actually hold on and go. Because I put this in the comments. In the comments, uh, and my comments on the thread has more thumbs up than any of the other comments. So clearly I've, I've touched a nerve here. I put, you have an audience with the Chancellor and I bet nobody asked him about VAT. Oh, they, were, they weren't allowed to. They weren't allowed. All those people in the audience right, were hand-picked. They were hand-picked. So I got a response from oh, a girl yeah. called Kate Scott-Thomas um, and she said you know, she was so proud of Millie Kendall and her team at the British Beauty Council for everything they've achieved in such a short time on behalf of our brilliant business right well that's a journalist saying that so obviously you know she's giving her support did, did you so did you reply what did, of course what of course so i i said genuine question what have they achieved question mark and she responded sarcastically genuine answer recognition and a voice at government level the council's website will tell you more have a look <laughs> so i had a look i put gotcha kate thomas Get back to me when they actually achieve something tangible that make a positive difference to salon owners. 
I would put you easily pleased. Well, maybe you can you can put that on there. But but like I say, my point is, it's this tangibility. There is no point virtue signaling about everything you've done to the industry if it only affects 0.1% of the industry that you're purporting to or suggesting that you support. Everything she's achieved has done nothing for 99% of the industry. And and like I say, the, the, the sooner we can get rid of all of these stupid organisations, because like I say, I genuinely don't believe they support us. And, I and you know, it's my free speech to be able to say that. And I would welcome any of them to come on and actually have a conversation with us to tell us what their plans are. Because like I say, I think they're going to struggle to get salon owners and hairdressers and beauty professionals on board with this climate change message i genuinely do i think that i think they're going down the wrong what we're all motivated about is about the vat and, and making more money making our industry more of your money because yeah, as hairdressers right we yeah. we we feel justified we about quite rightly so the what we what we get from our services, we should keep. It's like artists, you know, a, a painter, you know, sort of, sort of like um, a dancer. We, if we're in a category of the well-being, the artistic, feel that right? Why yeah. should we give most of our money away to to um, people who don't yeah, really, to these organisations and they never actually helped have, us? Yeah, exactly. That don't have a positive influence on yes. on what we do on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah, this is this is this is our continual point. Uh, let I mean, and, and another way to look at that, Joe, it's the same with the banks, isn't it? This is why we don't, you know, removing cash from society is difficult because you've said it before. You know, if someone wants to pay you a tip and they've got to do it on a card, all of a sudden you're paying twenty percent VAT on that tip. Yeah. And then you're paying a three percent surcharge to the bank for taking that, that tip. That, so basically, yes. you're being rewarded for great service and for a great haircut, for example. And the bank and the government are taking oh, tar very much. That's why. What I mean? This well, is why well, cash is cash yeah. is king. Well, that's why I never accepted tips from uh, credit cards. Never, you know, when I was working, never. No, many salons don't. Many salons don't want the admin headache of then having to separate the money, giving. The certain amount to the stylist who you know who is there even that Aaron? It's not even that. that. It's, not even, it's not even that. So like your ten pound tip, right? A bit. A lot of you go take your fees out. You go take all that out. Becomes seven pounds or six pounds. Mm. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. So yeah, why? Totally. So it's why would right. you give it to the bank? Forget the well, admin. Forget but, it. But 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 this is but this is this is my point. You know, this is my point with all of this. We need to really. Uh, look at the impending mm. crisis that's about to hit yes. our industry over the next six months. Not spend all of our time, and they're making beautiful graphics, they're making pretty little PDFs and slideshows about climate change and sustainability. Listen, stop worrying about 10, 15 years. What's most important is what's about to happen over the next three to six months. So, anyway, I'm going to give myself a clap for that. I've got it off my chest. I feel better. Uh, I wrote a blog about... I wrote a blog this week about, you know, if I was to go on Dragon's Den, this would be my pitch. And this is all to do with Go Salon. Uh, and sure that it has. So, yeah, I recommend you go and check that out. Um, is there anything else, Joe? How, 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 so you put the application in then, have you? 
I've put the application in. Well obviously, the application's closed well for this year. So, you know, watch your space. 2022. We'll see I can't I wait can to see you. Stuff. Are you going to take Neil on your show? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't. I'm not sure Neil will be up for it. To be honest, I might have to take you, uh, you and can... pretend you're the developer. <laughs> no, no, I'm the owner. You're the developer. You're much more techy uh, okay. than I am, sir. Okay, all right. Maybe, I can. Maybe. I can with you if you want. I can with you. Yeah. What for? Moral support? Of course. Right. I, I just, I just stay downstairs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you stay. You can stay with Evan. Yes. Yeah, in the green room. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant, man. Well done. Fantastic. Yes. Um, I can't remember if there's anything else I wanted to say, but yeah, if you want to support the show, salonomics.com, um, you know, send us a message. We've got Telegram group, which can be found uh, Telegram. Uh, search for Salonomics and you'll find us there. Um, Joe's on Twitter, aren't you, Joe? How many um, how many followers you got now, Joe? I think I've got seven. You've got seven? You've, you've, oh, wow. That's impressive. Let me let me have a quick butchers. Joe, Joe Mehmet, hairdresser, seven, seven followers. Seven. Wow. And, and they're all Arsenal supporters. <laughs> they are, are they? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been very very vocal on the um, Arteta out campaign. All right. Well, we'll go and if you're an Arsenal fan, go and follow Joe on Twitter. Joe Mehmet H. You know, it looks like Joe Mem Meth. It looks like you're a meth head. Meth, meth, meth head. Um, That's probably why I've got seven followers, because they think yeah. I'm a meth head. They think you're a meth head, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm on Twitter too, Aaron Dawn Hair, and obviously go salon.uk if you want to make retail easy for you and your customers. All right then, Joe, I think that's enough. That's enough pain on the eardrums of our audience for one day. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Cheers, Joe. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate. Take care. Take care. Bye, mate. Bye-bye.